This is NBA Sound System at NBA Summer League in Las Vegas, coming to you from the Thomas and Mack Center on the campus of UNLV. For the very latest, check out our full slate of Summer League podcasts by searching NBA Sound System on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. You can also visit nbasoundsystem.com to listen in. Thanks for being part of NBA Summer League 2019 on NBA Sound System. Welcome back to NBA Sound System, live at Summer League. I'm Amino Hassan. The voice is getting better, so just bear with me. I think by the end of this, I might sound like myself again. Uh, but I'm joined by a very special guest, one of the people who's responsible for bringing a Summer League here in Las Vegas. And I don't just mean this year. I mean the actual concept of a Summer League in Las Vegas, a city that doesn't have any other NBA ties, Mr. Albert Hall. I mean, how are you, brother? How's it going, Albert? Good, good. All right, so every year we always say this is the biggest one we've ever done. This is the biggest one we've ever done, but this one was pretty big because I remember driving up on the first day and seeing the traffic, digital signs outside saying sold-out event. Yeah, yeah. no, it, this, this one had a, a life of its own early on. Uh, a couple weeks ago, once we set the schedule, you know, we really started to – each year as we put these things together, it's – you try to plan like almost compartments, right? You got the first weekend and then we start our ancillary events and then midweek. And then you try to end on a crescendo of, you know, getting the best teams and best players to finish. But as we set this one up, I mean, we knew it was going to be big. And even a week out, we had to claim a sellout just because summer league has so many, it's not a a typical event where you can just sell a ticket. And when you and I spoke about it a little bit earlier, but you know, you have to, accommodate for your working media you've got to accommodate for 32 teams now right and all of those bodies and everything and as much as we'd love to just say hey it's it's open to everybody we've got to take care of certain people along the way so this thing had a feel to it it was popping early i mean my big thing when we when we start i mean our staff's 138 deep now which is crazy yeah it is an army but, you know, pop, I want the energy in the building. And and that one just, you could just feel the electricity from 12 o'clock on. And, well, uh, they were lining up at 11 a.m. not to buy tickets. They to, already had to tickets get in. in the right, to camp to out. In. Yeah, yeah. So that that became like, I saw that early and, you know, we put a little more shade out there for them and stuff. But, uh, hey, you come in each day and, and that one had the Lakers, I think, Bulls beforehand. So we want to see what the Laker crowd would do because they always come strong from L.A. And then, you know, we got nine minutes of Zion. So that was that was fun. But it, it was a good, good experience. Yeah. But before we get into the concept of players and how much they need to play, I want to ask the idea that this year was the first that I can remember of there being a secondary ticket market for summer league games because it, of the, the buzz. Yeah. Has that happened in the past before? It, it's happened. Okay. We, we have had that. I think once, you know, a few years ago we had a sellout for whether it was Lonzo or whatever. Right. I mean, that was a big one, and there was a little bit of buzz out there. Um, it, it has happened, and it's real. It's no like, you know, not unlike anything that takes place with any sold-out event, whether right. it's a concert or or what have you. But, um, you know, you, you see that out there, and for us, it's good and bad. It, right. It's great because you're on the map, and guys are like, hey, this is a real business. And at the same time, you know, Warren and I have always said, look, this is the people's league for 35 bucks. You've been some fees, you know, you're getting 
10 games a day. Right. And you have the ability to go to and from. And now, granted, a lot of people don't stay here all day and do that. And they come to a specific game or two. Um, and that's why the secondary market made sense. Right. For the hardcore fans who knew they were coming here, they're going to be here for multiple days. Chances are they weren't, they didn't need to find a ticket on secondary right, market, right? right? They, they bought in advance, but you know, all those mechanisms are set up in place. Now you can purchase early, you can purchase online, you can purchase a variety of different ways. So, Hey, if you, it just depends on what your reasoning is. And some people have no problem with the secondary market. They're like, look, I, and we have a reserve seat this year, um, which was, we sold a season ticket. Wow. Yeah. So that was the first time I think we sold 68 season tickets. So people that, you know, and some of them may have gone to the secondary market, but people that said, look, I know this summer league is going to be hot. Right. I want that seat. I can buy that seat. That is an actual physical seat that. Correct. Row five. Row uh, five, 106, you know, seats three and four. You have it for all 83 games. Just to clarify to to listeners who haven't been to summer league, typically it's been a general admission ticket. You buy a ticket, you get in here and beyond the reserve seating for VIPs for uh, NBA personnel, et cetera, media, uh, you could sit wherever you wanted. Well, pretty much. And yeah. You could get down to the rim. I mean, we had some sections, you know, closed off for to accommodate right. the working people. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, you know, it was an, it was a demand for it just right. because people wanted that ability to have a reserve seat. Cause it gets tough. I mean, there's no doubt if you can't be in line at 12 noon because you've got meetings or you've worked in a job, whatever, you want to go to that game. You know, as we grew, the GA seat got higher and higher. Right, right. Right. So, <laughs> you know, that's a nice part. And it's just like anything else. Hey, there's a premium. You pay it. And if you can afford it and you want it, I mean, that's that's a, an offer that we wanted to make available. All right. So, uh, you know, one of the great things about Summer League, uh, Rachel Nichols talked about this on the jump. People come here because they want to see the big names of tomorrow. But every year there seems to be someone that you may not have necessarily came come to see yep but then ends up becoming something and you say to yourself i remember seeing him at summer league so jeremy lynn is a yeah great example we always use the lynn sanity story you know and i think uh, it's funny because let's use new orleans for example i i wasn't that familiar with keel alexander like right. and, and dude's been balling absolutely <laughs> i mean and he looks the part you know and so i think that was a guy that there's a guy who stepped up i mean i think tyler hero is yes. a guy that people are like wow i did not realize this guy was this guy. that similar yeah. to clay thompson you yeah. know i mean you look at the comp and you're like wow quick release same size got some swag to his game so so the, the question i i guess comes up that i feel like there's always value coming to summer league but at the same time, there are, you know, uh, marquee names that bring a lot of the people in the door. And so as, as an event, how do we get to a place where those guys are actually playing? Because you talk about Zion and a couple other guys. And, of course, we don't want anyone to play who's hurt Correct. or could Correct. further exacerbate a condition. But at the same time, we find that many of the teams – Sometimes just kind of overprotective a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, even it's almost to a point where if one guy does it, another team may say, well, we want to show you just as much love. Right. Right. And that's the slippery slope um, because, hey, these guys are used to playing a lot of games. They're going to play on off days. They're going to get shots up. Um, They're on the floor. If they're if they're injured, as you said, look, I totally get that. You want to protect your asset. You want guys to play healthy. 
Um, but as guys get out here, I mean, it used to be that summer league was the, the place where you could go make a name for yourself. Right. If you were un- undervalued in the draft, you want to show everybody, right. look, I should have been higher. If you were undrafted, you come out and say, look, you guys missed on right. me, right? I mean, you take uh, what? I'll give you West, Dr- Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews. You know, that, that, there was he was undrafted, crushed it, right? I mean, you, J, I always use JJ Barea, right? Barea, like no, JJ no. Barea is the guy that came out and is like, this guy is just a good player. Right. He's just a good player, and we missed on him, whatever. But there, there are always those that want to make a name, and and again, I think it's just a tough precedent that the league is addressing now, um, league wide, because the load management issue and whatnot. But but summer league should be a place where guys match up. Right. Uh, you know, we I used to run an event at, at Nations, and the beauty of Nations is you couldn't hide. Right. You had to play. Like, and you you only sat out because. You were hurt. Right. But other than that, it was let's ball up. And that's when you had high school, college and pro all playing against each other. Right, right. Summer league is no different in my mind. It's like, look, that's that's an opportunity going, look, I was a second round pick, but I should have been a first. Draymond Green, right? right. He comes out or kills it. So, I mean, it's it's there's a little taste for everybody. Is it a perfect scenario? No. But I think you see it. it the beauty for me is every team has a story right. like that. You know, if you look at Washington now, you, you're looking. They're, they've kind of reformed their their roster. They're playing now. You look at Isaac Bronger, like, is this guy a point guard? Right. You know, I was talking to his agent, Thad Fouché, last night, and he's like, the kid is a point guard. Right. Right. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. I haven't seen him play enough. But you start looking there, you, you know, they've they've changed some pieces, and now they're trying to say, okay, which of these guys? And this is the other thing that we haven't talked about, but which of these guys, personnel-wise, may be somebody we include in a trade because they don't see value in him, right. but we sure do. Right. I mean, we were talking about Zubach this morning. It's <laughs> like, watch that guy at Summer League just get progressively better. He's still only, what, 21 years old probably, right? I, I want to say that Lonzo ball, our first Summer League, it was actually Zubac that stole the show. He stole the show. Yeah. It was like, wow, did not realize this guy had that much ability, his feet, his hand. I mean, big guys, you're watching yeah. your feet and your hands, first thing, right? He's got progressively better, but it's like another team, obviously, when that deal came up with the Clippers, they saw value, and they're like, we really like this guy. And he, here's a guy who was a rotational player, but you, you see, I mean, I go back to, I think it was Shannon Brown or right. somebody who was in a deal. I think he got drafted by somebody, maybe Cleveland. Right. And Phoenix that, saw him. I can't yeah. remember what the team was, but it was like, yeah, we really liked him. I remember talking to someone after that going, we liked him from Summer League and really liked him. He fit our team. Right. Because you think sometimes you get there and you think guys are, okay, that guy's going to be that piece, but he's maybe not that type of player. He's more a shooter or he's more a ball handler or a defender. But you see somebody here, and you're like, that guy could plug and play in what we're trying to do. Well, let, let me ask you this. You know, you've been here, obviously, from the very beginning, built the ground up. Let's ask some favorite summer league player. Not a player who went on, was mm-hmm. amazing, but mm-hmm. favorite guy that you watched at summer league. So this guy had one of the best summer leagues I've ever seen. Man, that's a tough one. Um, but for me, I, I'm biased, but I, I just one comes to mind. Brandon Roy. Okay. I mean Brandon Roy. I mean Brandon Roy just slowed the game down. Like everybody else was in a big hurry to do everything, you know. And guys, Brandon just came out. He was the same player that became an All Star. Right. He just stopped, changed pace, boom, went to the rim, and won. 
open jumper. I mean, it was right. just, it was fluid. And yeah. it was like, wow, this guy has a chance to be really, really good. And I had seen him, I knew him in Seattle days. Um, but that was one. I mean, there, there's been a number of them. Um, you know, I thought Jason Tatum was a guy who yeah. I, I, I didn't realize he had that type of uh, versatility. Right. Right. He was, he did a little bit of everything. He was impressive to me. I remember um, Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler was here playing for the Bulls. Yeah. And it was like, this guy's physical. Right, right. And he's doing whatever he wants on the court. I mean, I think he was what, late, either late, so last, last pick, he's right? 30th, and then, yeah. now the Lakers picked him and then traded him Chicago, to Chicago, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but here was a guy who was, like, eh, you know, there's another guy. Cause if you think about it, the late, the late first rounders are people aren't really going, hey, I got to see that guy. Yeah. But, but they know, hey, that guy was a good college yeah. player or, you know. But I remember him. It was like, wow, this guy has a chance to be really, really good. I was watching uh, the Roby kid last night uh-huh. from Dallas. Yeah. Nice player. I mean, yeah. he, he was he had some nice things, doing some really nice things out there. Um, you know, going back to Jackson Hayes, like I don't think people have seen him play enough because here's a guy with a small sample size from, right. from college. But that's the one crazy thing with all the event going on. And I, I have a, a speech bubble with, you know, 75 things above my head. I still watch games cause yeah. I love games. I mean, I'm watching, you know, and, and that's, that hasn't changed for 15 years being here well, in the gym. Well, let me ask you this favorite game. So a specific game that you remember, not maybe because of an individual performance by a player, but the two teams really brought it in. It was very, very compelling. Uh, you know what? I, I go back the, the one game, it probably wasn't my favorite or memorable for me. Uh, the Milwaukee, uh, Chicago game, Jabari versus Jabari versus Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah. Because yeah. that was the last time, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the last time you guys put the marquee game in, in Cox. Cox. Yeah. yeah. And it was insane. Yeah. It was bananas. It yeah. was a zoo. And so it was one of those things where it was, I mean, we're bringing, I remember. Tim Legler's hit me. Go, hey, I need it. And he comes yeah. in with like 10 people in the yeah. back door. And it's <laughs> like, but that one was really fun. But, um, you know, I, I, the other one too was, I think it was, uh, Minnesota, Chicago with the, the championship game with Denzel Valentine and a point guard for, uh, from Duke for Minnesota. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Yeah. I mean, it was three after yeah. three after three after three. That. that was a great game. And that ended up going into overtime and he hits a buzzer beater to win it. Uh, and that was the championship game, actually. So uh, I want to get to that, that specifically. The decision to convert from just a five-game sample to a playoff in, involved in there. Uh, first of all, what's been the feedback for that now? You've done it several years. Uh, and second of all, what was the, I guess, or actually, first of all, what was the impetus to make that switch? You to- know, the the... The reality is, is it's a player development league. Uh, it's still all that's the beauty. It's all about basketball. Right. If you're in the gym here, you're watching games. It's all about basketball. Um, and but for us, it's like players started to again. It was the same thing. You see, they would play three or four, and then maybe sit that one out. And we thought, you know what? If we can turn this into something, and, and Warren and I always had this philosophy that summer matters. Right. Right. That's one of our taglines. Yeah. Summer matters. Um, but if you could turn that into where they're actually playing for something, um, then then why not? You know, a championship always means something. And that first time we had uh, the Portland Trailblazers in there, or excuse me, the the Warriors in well, there, Warriors the first and Ken Bazemore. And yeah, Ken but Ken Bazemore, I mean, we have a picture of him just hugging that trophy like it was right. the Larry O'Brien, right? And we're like, you know what? This is, this makes it all worthwhile. Right. 
no matter what, you win something, it gives hope and optimism. I think teams look at it going, hey, we won some, you know, help. You can sell a ticket. You can sell uh, marketing you know, into the new season. Regardless, you carry some momentum. Uh, for the Warriors, it was real. They From that moment on, they have you know, built a dynasty. So um, that w- that was something that really changed. But uh, I think the whole idea was, look, let's play for something more. And people don't know this, but Warren and I put together, we have a $150,000 playoff pool. There are bonuses? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So as you advance, right. you, you receive an additional, you know, every round you advance in the tournament. Oh, wow. It's a little different this year, but every round you advance in right. the tournament in previous years, you get a check. You get a little check. No, yeah. I, I so, like that. yeah. So that was, that was part of it too, because again, we want to show these teams that, hey, look, we're not just in this. We want to play for right. a little something. And uh, that's the difference between us and, and just maybe other, other businesses. Right. We reinvest all the time. Well, so speaking of which, this thing started as summer league games on the floor. That's it. And over the years, one of the things that I've really enjoyed watching the growth of the ancillary events around it whether it's the coaches clinic mm-hmm. whether it's uh the you know the tech summits that we've had here right whether it's the sports business classroom mm-hmm. was that always the plan from the beginning or was this stuff that you guys were reacting as the, as the event is growing no i think it's stuff that we've we've been nimble i mean we love to be able to iterate and, and figure out how do we get better i mean the the ultimate goal at summer league is everyone's trying to get better right. whether you're a, a broadcaster whether you're a player a coach an evaluator whatever it may be so as we saw like there's a need for other pieces for everyone to have their own little dna you know right. placed here and we started with sports business classroom for the front office side and that was a success uh, the coaches have always been an important part of you know obviously with warren and his right. career and my and mine as well um, and we did little clinics. We did these things for St. Jude was a big uh, right. partner of ours early on. And so we did called rookie relief and everybody had to bring a Jersey to a dinner. Right. Uh-huh. And that was how we started. We're like, ah, oh, let's do this ping pong thing. So that was that. But the, is that it, gone? Is that never come it, back? It may come back. <laughs> I mean, it was, it just that used got, to be a highlight. The, the Wednesday night ping pong. Tournament. Yeah. And we had our party last night, which was cool, but That's it funny. wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the ping pong thing, but nevertheless, uh, you know, the, the, metamorphosis of all of those events are really what what's the demand for people who are trying to get better and whether it's the analytics phase you know the coaching thing for us international coaching clinic was huge i mean yesterday two days ago we had you know george carl who coached at real madrid brought that to pressure defense style and quick pace to the nba mike d'antoni who you know was a was a legend over right. there and, and learned that so he brought that over then nick nurse who's coached all over the world so it was really valuable and then we honored a guy and then last night was the culmination of it with uh the tex winter award bill burka yes who 92 years old i just saw him right before we got on he's still walking the concourse yeah. he's like i gotta do scout games you know <laughs> just a stud but the, you know that's something where we're reaching out to that audience building building up that following with them um but all the other things that, that we work with the NBA on today, right now, we are we have the optimal initiative, NBA optimal initiative. We are filming the first game ever in, in 5G. 5G with cell phones. So the, the game is actually being broadcast with five different right. cell phones. I don't know how many cameras, but cell phone cameras. And it looks crystal clear. Right. I mean, it, it, you wouldn't tell the difference if anyone told you. But, um, you know, so we're trying. We, we become that kind of that Petri dish. You try whatever it is you can to uh to implement some things work some things do not some things are easier to execute and um so 
That's I'm, it. I'm curious. What's something that you thought, oh, this is a great idea. And it didn't, for whatever, it didn't just quite work the way you wanted it to. Uh, media, media appreciation. Oh, <laughs> man. Nah, uh, I'm, busting, I'm busting you right now. You're hurting my feelings now. No, no. That's that the was, event that I hosted. That was, I, had to, I had to give you grief on that one. No. Um, you know, probably like, there, like we did um, like a timeout camera that was like they wanted to like a timer there, a coach's timer. Right. That's what they said. And they wanted to like time the timeouts. And it was like every time they were trying to time out, it's just like people don't adhere to it. You right, know, they're right. just not used to it. And it was like, this is more work than it's worth, you know? <laughs> and it was like, that was one thing that, that really just didn't go over too well. Right. What, so what's next for Summer League? You know what? For, for Summer League, as my phone just continues to blow up here, what's next is uh, uh, we want to tighten this up. You know, we're, we're always like, how do we make it better? And once we do, we just refine some things. I think the broadcast and, and a lot of those pieces continue to grow. Um, you know, I think with with what we're doing with all the different teams and 32 teams, having that rotational 32nd team could be right. a really cool thing that we do for different countries around the world. You know, next year it's Croatia. This year they're playing our, maybe next year it's Spain or something where, right. you know, they all feel a part of it. I think that's a cool thing. Um, but who knows? Who knows what the future holds other than, hey, we want to keep putting on some good events and, and get the best players out here for NBA fans. All right. Albert, thanks so much. You the man. Thank you not only for sitting down with us, but thank you for all of this. You know, yeah. I'm, I've always been a huge advocate of this event. We appreciate and you. So it, all the time. It's fun to see it grow to what it's become. Uh, absolutely. All right, On Air Classroom. All right, thank you. <laughs> this is NBA Sound System at NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. Check out our full slate of Summer League podcasts by searching NBA Sound System wherever you get your favorite podcasts or visit NBASoundSystem.com.